0: Episode 22, The White Mouse The warrior mentality is not just restricted to men. It's been a long time coming but today I am finally bringing a woman into the limelight. It is well overdue. From the inception of this podcast I wanted to ensure I represented both men and women as warriors. At the time of recording this episode I have failed to do this. Today I will break the trend. Let's talk about Nancy Wake. Nancy was a secret agent during World War II. She was born in New Zealand, grew up in Australia and moved to France, joined the French resistance and earned the title of the most decorated woman of that war. She led a group of guerrilla fighters in France, outsmarting the Germans, flirting with them or killing them when she had to. She was on the Gestapo's most wanted list under the code name White Mouse. Yet most New Zealanders have never heard of her. In fact, I only heard about her in a Managing Violence podcast episode where Joe Saunders was talking with Tommy Joe Moore. Tommy brought up Nancy's name as one of the few accounts of where World War II close quarters combat techniques actually worked. When I heard she was a Kiwi, I was instantly hooked. Why is she scarcely known in her home country? I guess it comes down to the fact that she was a spy working on the other side of the world and it is frowned upon to talk about the clandestine work of spies. Also, I do wonder if Nancy had been, let's say, a man named Neil, if he would have been talked about more back in the Southern Hemisphere. But hey, that's just my opinion, right? Most of the information I'm using today comes from an interview put out in 2019 by Radio New Zealand, and from the National Archives of Australia website. When you start delving into Nancy Wake's remarkable life, it is sometimes hard to separate fact from legend. So what I talk about here today, hopefully, are the hard facts people know about her. Let's start at the beginning. Although Nancy moved to Australia when she was two, she was born in New Zealand and all of her life she considered herself a New Zealander. She grew up without her father and was raised by a mother that was not that affectionate. So at the age of 16 she ran away from home. Her aunt died in New Zealand, leaving her a £200 legacy, which is quite a lot of money for the time. This was around the 1930s. And at the age of 20, she used some of that money to jump on a ship and go to England. While in London, she trained in journalism and moved to France. Apparently, she really loved France due to its vibrant culture. She was a young, attractive woman that oozed confidence. So it's no surprise that she soon married a French man, some 15 years older than herself, and settled into a great life in Marseille. She was living in France when the Second World War broke out. Nancy recalls flirting with the Germans. A young German gentleman would take notice of her and ask her out and she would say yes, but never turn up. In her words, I knew how to inspire a man. She used her looks and cunning to get through checkpoints. Even in her 90s, she still came across a highly self-assured woman. Germany invaded France in 1939 and Nancy became involved with the resistance very quickly. She was involved with escorting airmen that were shot down and getting them out of France. She became someone the Germans started looking for. She had seen what the SS were doing to the Jews and she knew how dangerous this work was. She had an absolute determination that what she was seeing around her was wrong, and she wanted to do something about it. The Germans called her the White Mouse, because they couldn't catch her or find her. They put a huge price on her head, somewhere in the millions of francs, and as time went on, the White Mouse became number one on the Gestapo hit list. She didn't want to leave her French husband, but it was obvious that she, if she didn't, it would only be a matter of time before she was discovered by the Nazis. So one day she said to her husband, I'm off to go shopping, and walked out the door never to see him again. She escaped France using the same route that she had used to get the airmen out of the country. This was on foot over the Pyrenees Mountains into Spain. In an interview in her 90s, she mentions that she was crying most of the way as she had never had the opportunity to say goodbye to her husband properly. She made her way to the UK where she was very quickly shoulder-tapped by the SOE. This is the Special Operations Executive. They saw her as someone who would go back and help the resistance. So they trained her in sabotage, communications, reconnaissance. all skills associated with spy work. This also included pistol shooting, hand-to-hand combat and so on. Nancy was interviewed about the training where she had to learn to kill men with her bare hands. She said, they used to have her strike the knife edge of her hands on the desk over and over again to harden this up, harden this up. Then you would crack him on the side of the neck and stick your leg up in between his and that was it. It's a dirty way of fighting but it was either you or the enemy. End quote. By this stage it was 1944. Nancy began to work with a group of French fighters called the Marquis. She was parachuted into France at night time, but got entangled in a tree, and the leader of the marquee found her and commented on the beautiful fruit dangling from the tree. She told him what she thought of rude Frenchmen in return. Needless to say, she had to earn the respect of the French fighters. One way she did this was by drinking the men under the table, as this was something they respected. At one time, when the radio codes were lost, Wake cycled about 500 kilometres in 72 hours to organise replacement codes. To cycle her way across occupied France, she charmed her way through German checkpoints and slept when the Germans were most active and cycled when they weren't. Upon completing her mission, she said she just fell down and cried. She was so tired. Once a month, she would get a parcel from England that included face creams, stockings, etc. that she couldn't get in France. She said she she was looked after very well by the SOE. She was involved in a lot of raids where people were killed. In one incident, the French fighters raided a Gestapo headquarters and there was a sentry outside. Nancy killed that sentry with her bare hands. She chopped the guy in the throat and he died. She then went into the building with her machine gun and dealt with those inside. She was very much exposed to the violence of war. At one point during the war, a spy was found among the French resistance fighters, who turned out to be a young woman. The tough Marquis fighters were loath to kill her, even though she was betraying them to the Germans. There are two outcomes to this story. In both cases, the is killed. But in one case, Nancy did it because the men didn't want to harm a young woman. And in the other story, Nancy shamed the men into doing it. When asked about this, Nancy said, People make a big fuss about that, and they forget that this was war. And whatever I did to that woman, she would have done worse to me, and so would the Germans. No, I don't worry about her. In June 1944, the Germans decided it was time to wipe out Nancy's French fighters. They sent 20,000 troops (coughs) against approximately 3,000 Marquis hiding in the forest. Nancy and the Marquis won. They lost only 100 of their own troops due to the guerrilla warfare tactics they utilised. Eventually D-Day happened and Nancy gathered her troops together and marched them through a liberated town to celebrate. It was not long after the taking back of France that Nancy sought out her husband she had left so long ago. Unfortunately, her husband had been captured and tortured by the Gestapo and eventually killed. Nancy only discovered this after the war. Some years later, she did find love again and moved back to Australia with a new husband. After the war, she was given countless medals by the many countries that formed the Allies in World War II, but she took it all in her stride. Although she was the most decorated woman who saw service in the Second World War, she was never awarded anything from Australia or New Zealand. That is, until 2004, when she was finally awarded the Companion of the Order of Australia. There was a big celebration and Nancy gets up and says, I killed a lot of Germans and I'm only sorry I didn't kill a lot more. Then sat down again. Some controversy occurred with her medals later in her life when she was selling them to make some money. When interviewed about this she said, I sold the medals because they are no use to me and why would I leave my medals to the Australian Museum in Canberra? What in the hell have they ever done for me? End quote. She outlived her second husband and at 88 years of age she went back to England and lived in the Stafford Hotel. She lived there until she died, three weeks shy of her 99th birthday. Her ashes were scattered in France where she had led the raid on Kastapa headquarters in 1944. What struck me as I listened to accounts about Nancy, or watched clips from her interview, was how pragmatic she was. She simply did what she thought needed to be done. She put her own thoughts and feelings aside and just got on with the job. I'm sure any of you listening to this would agree she had a warrior's mentality. She was fiercely courageous, determined, calm under pressure, selfless and incredibly loyal to her country and the cause she was fighting for. I think she is a great example of someone we must think of when we think of the word warrior. This was someone who could use her female charm to pass checkpoints in one instance, but then lead raids with machine guns against the enemy in another. She would use whatever tool necessary to achieve her goals. The more I learned of her exploits, I could not help but develop a growing admiration for this woman, this warrior. If you'd like to know more about Nancy Wake, she has a book written about her experiences. It is called Nancy Wake, the White Mouse, the autobiography of Australia's wartime legend. There is also a great YouTube clip that is a tribute to her. Sections of this video show Nancy being interviewed. Simply search for Nancy Wake, White Mouse. You will find it. Right, that's all I wanted to say today. So now it's time for the quote of the episode. Now... As you can imagine, with a personality like Nancy's, I had to quote the lady herself. This is what she said about her wartime adventures. Freedom is the only thing worth living for. While I was doing that work, I used to think it didn't matter if I died, because without freedom, there was no point in living.